Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Dental Download Podcast. So this week's episode is about mental health. So right off the bat, I did just want to mention that and also put in a phone number that you all can call up if you feel like you need to talk to someone. And then we also mentioned some other resources that Sam and I personally use. But a great resource is the National Alliance for Mental Health, NAMI. So their number is 1-800-950-NAMI. But I do think this episode definitely has more of a positive undertone. I'm joined with a D2 at UMish. Um, Her name is Sam, Samantha, and she shares her experiences as well as me sharing my own with mental health throughout dental school so far, whether that's with stress with classes, anxiety, social adjustments, being away from family, really everything that you might be going through during a transition during dental school or just through general dental school life. So that's what this episode is going to be about, but quickly in the intro, I just wanted to catch you all up on what's happening this week and then also share some motivation, especially going into the new year. Happy New Year. It's January 2nd when I'm recording this, so I hope you all had a very safe and happy New Year's Eve and New Year's Day and that you're looking forward to 2021. I know that everyone, I think, is... Happy to have a bit of a change and optimistic, I think, that things can get better. At least I hope you are. I know that I personally am. And again, same as last week, sorry for not too many life updates, but being on break, I don't have a ton going on. I'm just reading that Atomic Habits book that, again, we will discuss after the main episode. So during the outro, I will discuss some things from the next two parts of Atomic Habits that we're reading as our little book club, if you are involved in that. And then also, again, just want to plug the Facebook group, the Dental Download Podcast Facebook group that you can get through from at Dental Download Podcast on Instagram. But yeah, not many updates. I'm going down to visit my parents again in Florida where they live in the winter, and then I will be starting classes on the 11th. So next week's episode, in the intro, I will read off my class schedule for the winter and also let you know how I'm feeling going back into things. I'm so far a little skeptical of how my transition back to SimLab will go. I'm not very optimistic that I will be performing very well, but hopefully it doesn't take too many weeks to get back and adjusted into doing hand skills when we've been off for like almost two months now. And for our motivation this week, I know a lot of people set New Year's resolutions and I think that's great if you did and also totally cool if you didn't. It's not everyone's thing, but I think it would be nice to set a goal for this year. It doesn't have to be a resolution, but a goal. Take a minute to think about what's one way that you can better serve others this year. I'd like that to be your motivation for this week. Think about something tangible that you can do or you can do on a regular basis that's going to make other people's lives easier or better or happier and try to do that because I found that in times, again, kind of on topic with this episode, the toughest times for me, some of the best ways to get out of them or to stop thinking about them is by serving others or helping other people, um, and it just helps you not focus on yourself. So I think that would be a really great thing for you all to do going into this new year. And on that note, I will get into the main episode with Sam. All right. Hi, everyone. So today we do have another guest, and I'm going to let her introduce herself. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Sam, Sam Shankwapur. I am a second year dental student at the University of Michigan. 
I have been out in Michigan now for about six years, going on seven years next year. Um, I went here for undergrad as well. I'm originally from New Jersey, but consider myself a Michigander now. (laughs) And um, yeah, I'm uh, really excited to be here. So thanks for having me. Yeah. So as I mentioned in the intro, we're going to be talking about mental health in dental school. So I already did an episode about physical health in dental school. So this is kind of a two part to that to kind of blend together because they're both so important and they really help support each other, I think. But one of the first things I wanted us to talk about is the initial transition into dental school. So that can be, I think, a really tough time for people. And maybe when they first start to experience struggles with their mental health or they get heightened at that point because there's a lot of different things, maybe like imposter syndrome or just the challenges or moving away from home. So I wanted to talk about kind of all those topics today with Sam and maybe make you all feel a little less alone on your transition and give you some resources and ways that we've kind of tried to work through that. So one of the first things that came to mind about this topic was how the workload can affect your mental health. So there's a lot of credits that we're taking and you have constant exams, it feels like. So one bad exam score can really like bum you out, but then you have another exam to take later that day or something. So Sam, how do you handle not scoring well on something? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think what was really challenging for me at first was just that we were taking so many different classes and I had to be okay with the fact that I was not going to ace every single class. So I think pretty quickly I realized which classes were going to be my more challenging classes. For me, it's more of the hard sciences, um, like genetics, (laughs) but Um, you know, it just kind of like took it with a grain of salt when I didn't score as well on those exams, because I knew that's where my, my weak point is, I guess I would say. Um, I know that at the end of the day, my score doesn't define who I'll be as a dentist. And that's something that I really just try to keep in mind, like, okay, if I got a 70 on this multiple choice exam in one course, um, you know, and, and let's say it's going to bring my average down in the course. And that's just a bummer for me because maybe I wanted to get an A, you know, I'm not going to get an A anymore. Um, I just remind myself that that score doesn't define the work that I've put in, the person that I am, um, how proud I am of myself for even sitting in the classroom and taking the exam, right? Like, we just have to fall back on that perspective that I'm so proud of myself for being here. It's incredible the work that I'm getting done. And if it's not the top score, that's okay for me. And I know that's not everyone's point of view, um, but that's just what really helps me. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I think we're probably pretty similar in that regard that it's obviously a huge bummer and it gets discouraging if it's reoccurring or if you were doing really well and then the grade kind of falls at the end. But I think that similar to you, I just try to look at the big picture and realize that like I will still graduate dental school and I will still become a dentist and I'm learning as much as I can so I can pass boards and so I can be a good care provider. Like it doesn't necessarily matter the percentage that I get. It's more about actually trying to learn and understand material and reflect on like the progression that I've made. I know I'm only finishing up my Mm -hmm. second semester, but looking back at how like I could read 
an article of like dental research and not understand so much of the terminology over summer term. And now I understand so much more. So even if I'm not getting a hundred in every exam, I'm obviously like learning and growing. So I think it's important to reflect on like the progress you've made too. Oh, absolutely. And the other great thing is like, nobody knows, right? So if you don't do great on an exam, nobody has to know everything like with your um, practicals and sim lab, everything's coded with your honor code. So no one knows that you personally, you know, failed your practical. It's something that you can kind of keep inside and work on. And that's something that I've kind of enjoyed about dental school is they're not very um, forthcoming with grades and averages. And at least from what I've seen in most of my classes, um, they don't really put that out there. So sometimes it kind of makes me feel better just knowing like, I don't need to know the average. I'm happy with the score I got. No one needs to know what the lowest percentage was. It just doesn't do anybody any good. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I know you talked to me before about how SimLab, when we get our practicals back, like you kind of see how other people were doing, but you don't know who's who and who's getting what score. And I think that's really Mm -hmm. nice because at least you don't have to worry about like, oh, everyone in my row passed except for me or something. Like you just can focus on yourself. And I think since like dentistry, yes, like you're working in a team setting at a practice or in a clinic or something, but the actual work you're doing on the patient is really like all you. So there's really, mm-hmm. you just have to focus on yourself, I guess, especially when it comes to SimLab. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you on that. Um, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> and then another thing that um, somebody was mentioning on our Instagram when I asked if people had any input for this episode was that you definitely have a lot less time with other people and you're spending a lot more time alone in dental school, even if you have roommates, maybe just because you're studying so much or you don't get time with like people outside of dental school. And for me, it's so different because I've only known this like COVID dental school and kind of Mm -hmm. always being isolated. But do you have any input on how you adjusted to, I guess, just like the different amount of time that you spend with other humans in dental school? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, Personally, I like to be alone. I'm more of a solo studier and really just kind of like vibe with myself. And in undergrad, I felt like I never had time to myself. I was always in the library with friends, just living in my apartment with roommates, and just never really had that time to be me and do my thing in terms of studying. Um, So I kind of liked how in dental school, everybody was so um, focused on doing work, going to the library. Um, So... I wouldn't say I really inserted myself into that because that's not something that I was really looking for this time around. I I wanted to have my own space and kind of reclaim that in dental school. Um, But I will say the social opportunities that were provided, I definitely took up um, those opportunities because if it wasn't going to be during studying that I had some social interaction, it had to be outside of that. I had to get in some sort of fun way for me to unwind whether it be just like girls night wine and cheese or going over to uh, Delta Sigma Delta our dental fraternity and hanging out with people at the house maybe having a drink just doing something that um, you know I won't do on a normal weeknight and that's the time that I really made to like spend with friends so definitely more on the weekends 
Um, and again, like I'm okay with that. I'm very busy day to day. I'm our class president. I'm constantly communicating with people over the computer, over Zoom. Um, so I really do enjoy the times that I have to myself. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Plus now you have your little puppy to keep you company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's, he's right next to me right now. <laughs> so cute. Yeah, I think it's great that you know yourself and you know what you need. And I think that's something that is really different between undergrad and grad school for a lot of people. Because in undergrad, mm-hmm. I think you're kind of figuring yourself out a bit. And hopefully by grad school, you have a better handle on who you are and your needs and what you enjoy, I guess. And I think, yeah, like the vibe of people, at least at our dental school, like people are very independent and just like, I think, assured and like themselves is like the impression I get Mm -hmm. a lot of the times, like people just have themselves together a little bit more in some ways. So I do really appreciate that because I think that everyone can do their own thing. And there's a lot of respect for the people that know they like to be social and are always in their little group, always together. And Mm -hmm. same respect goes for people like you that prefer to just like go home after a long day and study by themselves. So I think that there's opportunities to do either one in dental school and you just need to find the path that like fits you. And I think for us, it's unfortunate right now because if you are the more social person, you might not be able to do that as much as you'd like at this time. But I know that in coming years of dental school, it'll get better. So just a matter of I being mean, hopeful. <laughs> yeah, I really hope it does get better for you, your class specifically, just because you missed out on so much of that prime, like just social hour, I would call it, of the summer um, where you have less obligations and just more time to meet people. But we can get away from COVID because it's not going <laughs> to, our conversation's not going to help us in that, in that regard. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I'm just trying to think in terms of having like a, a network, a support system. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes when things just can get really rough in dental school, like you've got a week where you have SimLab three different times that week. You've got two exams, two quizzes three Zoom meetings, like you definitely understand being in D1 year right now. Um, you know, it's sometimes it just feels like I'm never getting out of this. I'm, I'm stuck to my schedule. Um, it's one thing to the next, like nothing feels fun. Nothing feels, um, I guess like I'm being so productive that sometimes I just forget that like I'm a human too. And, um, I really do need that social connection. I, you know, I need to like take, a 30 minute break and leave my desk and like go talk to my boyfriend <laughs> and like, you know, um, pick up my phone and call one of my friends, maybe someone that's not in my dental class, like a friend from undergrad who, not that I've been neglecting, but I haven't taken as much time to reach out to them. Um, and just like filling my day up with other little things that make me happy and make me feel supported. Um, I find that that's really helpful sometimes when you're just stuck in the dental rut of things. Yeah, I totally agree. I found myself sometimes in the beginning of this fall term because we got a little bit progressively less busy, which was nice. Like we finished up a couple Mm -hmm. classes early, but sometimes people were like, oh, like, how are you doing today? And I'm like, I couldn't even tell you. Like I haven't given a thought to like how I am all day. I've just been on like autopilot, like robot Mm -hmm. dental student mode. And like, I think it's so easy to get in that when we're so busy, but 
that kind of transitions nicely into the next thing I wanted to talk about was like, what do you do with like, I feel like we're kind of in a state of stress pretty often and we're just kind of used to managing it. But what are the, some of the things you do for yourself or some things you do um, to deal with stress? Yeah, we're definitely in a constant state of stress. <laughs> and somebody who, you know, like me, I struggle with, with mental health and um, I struggle with anxiety. So um, feeling like you're in that fight or flight all the time, in addition to COVID is really, it's really challenging. Um, but in the last, I'm going to say three months or so. So really this term, I focused a lot on my health because I felt like it was slipping away for me just in terms of um, how stressed I was becoming, how inundated my day was with dental school related things. And I, I really just stopped doing things that I loved doing. Like for me, I love cooking. I love taking time to create meals and really like nourish my body. Um, I stopped working out. I stopped doing yoga. And those are things that I need as somebody who has a little more anxiety just built in a way to kind of burn off what I'm feeling. Um, and for me, that's either a creative outlet, like cooking or drawing or painting, just like, just doing something with my hands, um, something artistic. That, that's a good way for me to kind of zone out from all the stresses I've been feeling. And I can just really focus on what I'm doing. And then in terms of um, you know, getting a good sweat in, that's my other way of, of really just like disrupting that feeling of I'm overwhelmed, I'm stressed, I'm kind of like you're saying, confused with how I even feel like I'm all over the place. Um, really just stopping myself in the moment and saying, all right, we are going to go downstairs and do a 25 minute yoga flow, just something. It doesn't have to be an hour of my day. It doesn't need to be a crazy sweat just something that can break up those, um, those stressors every day. Do you feel like, I guess you have improved your mental health? Um, have I improved my mental health since being in dental school? That's a very good question. I'd say my mental health has fluctuated more in dental school because of I, you know, I never have been exposed to some of the things I'm going through. Um, but I think I have a much better handle on it. Just I have more things in my toolbox, as I like to call it, um, because I've just taken up the opportunities that have been in front of me to better myself. So an example of that would be um, on Michigan's campus, we have something called Wolverine Support Network, and it's a peer-led support group that I've actually been in for the last almost five years now. Um, but basically, it's a one hour a week where you just meet up with a group of students from all different programs. You're put into a group that fits your schedule and you just go every week and it's completely confidential and you just talk. You can talk about anything you're feeling or going through and there's just people there to listen and to support you and like, doing that in dental school was amazing doing that my you know my first semester of dental school when I was overwhelmed like feeling all the things I was feeling again that I was feeling when I first came out to college um it was just great to like have people there to listen and I was like proud of myself that I took that step to rejoin and to you know be a part of it again and I'm a graduate support group leader and like um, it just feels really good to be a part of that organization. But I'd also say that I, um, 
you know, like thought more seriously about my mental health at times and decided that I'd like to go and talk to a therapist. So like our therapist at the school, um, she's like embedded right into our building, which is really great. Like when we were in the building, I could just go after my class and know like, okay, I've got a meeting today during lunch to go and talk to her. Um, and really just kind of like get out all of the things I'm feeling and she helps break it down. And, um, yeah, again, I'm like proud of myself and proud of others for taking that step. Um, and like having the hard conversations because sometimes you need to have that mental work, um, to understand what you're really going through. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think I was really surprised starting dental school when I guess I just thought that like, okay, I've progressed from freshman year of college to senior year of college. Now I'm starting dental school and like, I'm going to just, you know, like keep growing as a person or whatever, like upwards and onwards. But I didn't think about the fact that I was stepping down again into being in a new situation, being the youngest, Mm. newest, most confused, like of the bunch, like being a first year again, just at a different level and a different type of program. But it was such a weird transition. And I think for me, especially because again, the COVID summer and like not graduating like normal, all that kind of stuff, I think all Mm -hmm. led to like a really rocky transition in the summer term, but things are so much better for me now. And I think a lot of that is because of the dental school therapist. She was super helpful for me over the summer as well. So good to hear. Yeah, she's great. But um, I guess that one of the things that was kind of a multifold, I guess, reason that the transition was challenging. But I think one thing I totally thought I had like dealt with was like test anxiety. And I remembered Mm. that like freshman year of college, I would be so freaked out when we had like our general chemistry exam. Like I had the hardest time like sleeping or like eating before and like all this stuff. And I'd just be like shaking before the test and everything. But by like the end of that first term, I was like fine. And I just like took my exams and it was whatever. I know it's not that way for everyone, but for me, that's how it was. And then starting dental school, it was like that again. And I was like, well, this is weird. I thought I was like comfortable with exams, but it's like, an, it's that like unknowing of like, what happens if I do really bad on this? Like, mm. am I going to like be kicked out of dental? Like, it's you just like your head goes in all these crazy directions when you're like right. in a new period of time. Did you have to deal with something like that or not really? Um, I, I wouldn't say I struggle so much with test anxiety. It's, I think, I think I definitely see what you're saying though, of of like the consequences, like the consequences feel almost greater now that I'm in the program. You know, everyone's almost watching me is kind of how I would feel Um, like watching me and how I'm doing on my test and my grades, my performance. Whereas an undergrad, you're one of 500 in the chem class. No one's watching me. No one cares if I'm getting C's, you know? Um, So I think coming to dental school, I just felt a little bit more like it's more serious. And that gave me a little bit more anxiety. Like um, the information I'm being tested on is relevant to my career. It's relevant to saving lives in some, some scenarios. Um, you know, it's really important. It's a lot different than stoichiometry and <laughs> like things that you're just not going to need. Um yeah, so I, I think I just, again, put it into perspective, 
recognize why I'm feeling a little more stressed out in this exam than I did when I took the same sort of exam, you know, back in undergrad. Um, yeah, and just just validating what I'm feeling. Like, okay, I'm, I'm feeling stressed out because it is a hard exam and I studied a lot for it and it is important and it, it's going to be okay, you know, because the next one I'm going to take is going to feel the same way. Eventually, I feel like, it just kind of became a baseline for me. Like, all right, this is dental school. This is, this is tough stuff. And, um, you know, it's just now as a D2, I've just finished my D2 fall semester this morning. Um, you know, it, it feels good that you're like, okay, I think I really am understanding how dental school works now, understanding how they're testing us and what they're expecting of us. And I'm also understanding that if I fail, it's okay. And there's people here who want to see me flourish. They want to help me and they're going to spend time with me to make sure I understand where I went wrong. And that to me, it feels good. It doesn't feel like a punishment. Like to me, it feels um, almost like a safeguard. Like there's people here who really care about me and it's okay. Um, it's okay not to, to do perfectly. Yeah, I love what you said there. And I also really related to what you were saying that it felt like more pressure in some ways in our classes now, because it's like pressure you're putting on yourself, not just like, oh, the professors want you to pass their class. But it's like, I really want to know this because I want to be a competent and great Mm -hmm. care provider. So it's intimidating. But like I was mentioning earlier, I think it's also been helpful for me to just reflect on the fact that Maybe I'm not getting an A on every exam, but I am learning because I can see that I understand concepts better. And they do a really good job of like the most important concepts in dentistry. Like they teach it to you in like so many ways, like in almost every Mm -hmm. class, like you learn the same things over and over that are really important. So like, I guess I just need to have faith in like yourself and you need to have faith in the school that they're going to like prepare you well and that you're going to be able to have plenty of practice to like later on in our D3 and D4 years. So I think I can get caught up like thinking about what's coming next a lot. So it's important for me to focus on like whatever is at hand, even like maybe that week. But like I said, like right now I'm a D1 and I'm thinking about, oh, D3 and D4 year, will I be ready for clinic? It's like, just focus on right now, (laughs) try to learn what you can right now. And I think that's something else that can kind of help maybe calm you down if you're getting overwhelmed about the future, maybe. Yeah, definitely. I, and I often have to, I feel like I kind of relax. Oh my God, delete that. I can't speak. <laughs> I often feel <laughs> like, um, you know, I need to kind of remind everybody, like you just need to be patient. You know, um, the school is going to give us the right, um, guidance when they're ready, you know, especially in times of COVID. And there's a lot of anxiety right now about what's coming next for our class in terms of heading to clinic and are we going to be prepared to see patients because right now we're kind of behind in that realm. Um, you know, it's it's just trusting the process, just like you did when you were applying to the program. You trusted that that program was doing their proper vetting of, of uh of their admissions and choosing the right people. And now like we have to trust that like we're in the school and the right people are, are guiding us and leading us. Um, and it's just, it's going to be okay. You know, um, I, I often get caught up in that too. Like, but what about this? And what about that? And if this happens then this can't, ha-, you know, I just really 
forward thinking and using those what ifs um, almost as a disadvantage. But um, yeah, I just have to bring myself back and say this week, I have to focus on this at hand. And this is what's important. And there's nothing that I can do today that's going to change what scenario I'm going to be in as a D3. That just won't, you know. Um, yeah. You just have to focus on, yeah, what's in front of you. Yeah, yeah. It seems like we're in the same place with that. <laughs> um, so another thing quickly that I wanted to touch on before we share some of our favorite like extra resources that we use sometimes. Um, I know for you, you mentioned you're not from Michigan originally. So could you talk a little bit about the process of moving for, I know your case undergrad, but just being away from home and how that's been? Oh, definitely. Um, yeah. So yeah, when was it? 2014, I moved out to Michigan and I literally had maybe, yeah, no, I've never been away from home in the realm that like I was leaving to go to Michigan. Um, you know, I really didn't even like sleepovers in high school. Like I just, I loved my home, my bed, my family, being comfortable in my own space. So when I moved out to Michigan, I was initially really excited to kind of start this new life. Um, but quickly I realized that I was very, very homesick. I, you know, was feeling all these new feelings of stress and, um, a lot of like mental anguish. I just couldn't pinpoint like why. And I decided to talk to somebody at CAPS, which is our like counseling and psychological services. Every school should have something like that. And she really helped me, the um, therapist there really helped me break it down that I was experiencing kind of like a loss. Um, You know, I had moved away from home. So many new experiences were almost overwhelming me. Um, And I think what really made it better for me was finding a comfortable space to to live and to be in. Um, I think as school progressed, like as I got older through school and moved through different apartments, um, you know, I finally was in a place where I had my own bedroom, my own space that felt um, comfortable and quiet. Uh, That's something like I need as a person. I would say that, um, you know, having a constant kind of connection with my parents or my family. So whether that be making it a point to call my mom every other day or have a FaceTime with them, just something week to week that I know um, it's easy. We can do it. It's free. I can see my family um, and just keeps us connected. Um, Yeah. I, I think things did definitely get better for me. And then um, now that I've just gotten older and lived out here for six years, um, I actually feel more comfortable out in Michigan than I do in New Jersey, um, which I think just goes to show how much I've just matured and um, kind of made a life for myself out here. So I'd say my best advice if you're struggling now, um, you know, with like coming to dental school and, and maybe leaving your family or leaving a part of the country that you've lived in for a while, whatever it may be, um, you know, find your support system, make friends with people who feel like home, the people who feel like family is a way I would put it. You know, the girls that I've met in dental school so far feel like sisters. And that's, that's such a great um, thing to find in people's, um, people who will support you unconditionally and um, 
people who will invite you to their house <laughs> when you, you know, you can't quite go home for Thanksgiving or something. Um, there's so many people in my class who have extended their homes during holidays and it's just such a nice thing to see. So really just being open, I think, to making new connections with people. It doesn't mean that you're leaving your family behind. It just means that you're opening the door to more people and more love and more support. That's awesome. I'm happy to hear that things have gotten better and that you have found like a little second family out here in Michigan. That's great. Um, So I just wanted to wrap up, I guess, by sharing some resources that we've used in dental school or something that we recommend to people. I know for me, something that really helped, like I said, with my like transition in the summer, that was pretty tough. And like the anxiety that I was having then, Um, two things for me, it was using the therapist at our dental school. And I know a lot of dental schools do have um, mental health resources there. Maybe they're shared with like your medical school or something, but probably whatever like main university is associated with your school has something, if not already at the dental school. So I would encourage you all to look into that. Um, And for us, it's like through the school. So we don't have to like do any additional payments or anything. So it's really, really great. And she just helped me feel a lot more, like you mentioned, just understand better what I was feeling and understand that it was like very normal and that like a lot of students were feeling that way at that time or in general during the transition and um, encouraging that things would probably get better and they have been getting better since I was able to like move to Ann Arbor and everything. And then another thing that I started using over the summer was the app called Headspace. So they have a student discount that's $10 annually rather than, I think it's usually like a hundred and something. So it's like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty expensive otherwise, but if you're a student, it's really easy. I think you just send them a picture of your ID or a picture of your schedule that you're currently enrolled or something, and you can get the discount. Um, And I mostly use it for meditation. They have different like guided meditation plans and you can focus on like if you want to do one to be more attentive if you want to do one to be more patient Mm. if you want to do one to learn how to handle your anxiety better so like I would do different courses like that and I haven't been using it as much this fall term but um, I think that's because I haven't necessarily like felt like I needed it as much but that's something that I want to start implementing more rather than only when I need it, just like in general to keep me kind of grounded. So those have been good for me. Do you have anything? I love that. Um, I love that Headspace provides that accessibility to students because Mm -hmm. I just wouldn't pay a hundred (laughs) dollars, you know, for an app, but then you really think about it and how much therapy costs and all these other things, they really do add up. Um, So yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of some things I use. There is actually another app called, my headphones are dying here. Um, there's another app called Talkspace, which is an app where you can actually chat, like text a therapist. And I actually thought this was a really good idea when I was home um, for an extended period of time because my provider couldn't see me out of state. So Talkspace, I think you're able to pay like um I think it's monthly, weekly or monthly fee, depending on what what kind of support you need. So I think you can meet with a therapist once a week, but then you can also text at any point. If you're like really having a moment of feeling overwhelmed or something's happening, you can text them and they'll respond to you and help you break it down, which to me feels like the ultimate lifeline. Like there's always going to be someone there who can help you. And that's 
super comforting when you're it's late and you're feeling alone and the school psychologist can't see you for two weeks. Um, so that's one thing. Um, another thing I just want to put out there, if you are looking into seeing somebody to talk to, um, another great reference is psychology today, um, their website, you can go on, put in your insurance information, or if you don't have insurance, that's cool too. You can put that down and then you can put in like where you live, how you'd like to get to your appointments. If you, you want to walk, you want to drive, um, what kind of provider you're looking for, male, female, all different identities, backgrounds. Um, so it's a really cool resource to like really pick and choose the right provider for you. Um, and it's, it's free. So that's a great thing. Um, and then something else I just more of like a physical thing I use to stay more grounded and feel good. Um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing the brand correctly, but it's S-A-J-E, Sage is what I call it, or Sage. Um, but they are a wellness brand and they have the most awesome essential oils in this little kit called the Pocket Pharmacy. And there's like five small um, rule-ons. Like one is for headache, one is for stress, one is for stomach aches, one is for, uh, I think, like pain, uh, congestion. And I would bring it to school. And before our practicals, my friends and I would always joke that like we have a stomach ache because we're so nervous. And we would go in the locker room and I would just literally lay on essential oils all over them. <laughs> so um, it just became like our little pre-practical ritual that actually did provide a purpose, even though we smelled like peppermint walking into Simlam. Um <laughs> Yeah, so I actually bought them the pocket pharmacies for Christmas this year, and I'm excited for them to have their own way to stay well. <laughs> That's cute. I was just thinking, I was like, that'd be perfect for the holidays if people are listening yes. to this. Yes, I think I have like three of them at this point all over my apartment because <laughs> I usually get one each year. So do you have any, I guess, like final thoughts you want to leave the dental students or pre-dents listening to this episode? Ah, uh, big question. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think at the end of the day, just remember that you're not alone in the struggles you're going through, even when they feel really out there and really, really shitty. Um, you're not alone. And there's definitely someone else in your class who's feeling the same way. And although you might not ever know who that person is, just know they're out there and just know that what you're going through today won't be what you're going through tomorrow and it won't be what you're going through next week. Um, it will be something different, better or worse, but it will be different. Um, I think just remember that you are super strong as a human being, like you got into dental school, um, which is an incredible feat for most human beings. And then the fact that you are thriving, you're taking classes, you're learning. Um, don't, don't lose sight of that and how proud you should be of yourself and how strong you are as a person. Um, you're capable of so, so much. And um, that just shows the fact that you got into dental school in the first place. So um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's tough. And I think it makes us into better people in the end, just looking back on how much you've grown and um, how much you faced and how much you've worked through. So just remember that at the end of your four years or even when you're starting dental school and looking back on undergrads. That's awesome. That made me smile. Thank you so much for Aww. being here today and chatting and sharing your own experiences. I really do appreciate it. And I'm sure everyone listening did as well. 
Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on my my first podcast. All right, that is the end of this episode. Again, feel free to reach out to Sam or I if you want to chat about anything. And I do, again, highly, highly encourage you to seek out any resources, whether you're going through a hard time or not, because there's always, it's always worthwhile to take care of your mental health, whether you're in a hard period or not. But I did want to end this episode with our little book club segment. So this week, I'm just going to talk about the section titled Park 2, Making It Attractive, which is really the third part of the book because there's an intro part. But so some of the things that stuck out to me in this week and that I thought was really interesting about this few chapters is that they're a little more science-based, which I think for a lot of us as science graduate students, it's pretty cool when they're talking about like dopamine release and like The different psychological aspects, I guess, is what I found really fascinating in these few chapters. And one thing in particular that I thought was a really good quote here. So in one of the chapters, they mentioned that we need to make our habits attractive because it is the expectation of the rewarding experience that motivates us to act in the first place. So a lot of the studies that they reference are pretty much saying that It's not the actual act of eating something that tastes really good or playing video games that gives you the same actual psychological, physiological dopamine release response as it is so much thinking about starting to play the video game or thinking about having that bite of food or whatever it may be. So this part two, which was called Make It Attractive, is breaking down why we need to make our habits something that is appealing to us because the act of wanting to do something makes you much happier and more excited and likely to do something. So if you can make it attractive, you're more likely to do it. And then they also mentioned another great tip, which was coupling something that you need to do, a habit that you want to build, with something that you already want to do. So for example, if you really like watching Netflix, but what you're going to do is to couple that with working out. So you need to work out, and so working out, you're going to watch Netflix, something like that. It's a pretty basic example, but they give a lot more in the book, which is why if you aren't reading it, I really do encourage you to pick up a copy. And then there was another point that I wanted to discuss that stuck out to me in this uh, few chapters as well. When they were continuing to talk about, again, what attracts us, what are we drawn towards? Why do we choose to do certain actions? It was talking about the circles that you surround yourself with and it was your inner circle. It was your like the masses, just what's the general population doing? And then also what are the wealthy, successful, powerful people doing? And that's kind of how we form our own desires. And again, you want your habits to be something that you're actually naturally desiring to do because then you're kind of tricking your mind and it doesn't feel like a task. It just feels like an innate part of what you do and it's going to hopefully bring you some kind of positive stimulus response. But anyways, circling back, I thought it was interesting that they mentioned that your inner circle has such an effect on the way that you act and the decisions that you make in your life. And I could not agree more to that, that you are who you spend your time with. And I think that's a really great note to end this episode on and a really great note to go into this new year with that you are really the sum of the people you spend the most time with. So Really make sure you're reflecting on who you're giving your time to. Are they adding to your life? Are they making you happier? Are they pushing you to be your best self? Are they supporting you when you need it? Is it a 
two-way friendship or two-way relationship. So those are some things to ponder, I guess, going into the new year and closing off this episode. And again, I would love to hear your feedback if you want to chat on Instagram or in the post in the Dental Download Facebook group. But I will talk to you all next week. We have a really, really awesome guest. He is the author of How to Buy a Dental Practice. His name is Brian Hanks, and we talk all about how to buy a dental practice. So I hope you're all excited for that. And he also does, I just want to mention, give you a chance to get a discounted copy of that book. So something you do not want to miss. And on that, I will talk to you next Monday.